God is good. All the time. I'm watching, I'm looking because uh, people who usually sit on this side are sitting on this side. And people who sit on this side are sitting on this side. Anyway, that's good. Mixing it up so that I will not be too comfortable. Just wanted to show you my books. I got my own copies. I love it. I know most of you didn't order this. It's a good resource as well. It's go complement one another. Anyway, uh, I love that. I love what I'm expecting amazing things that God will do and not miss. Let me begin by saying, I think there are seasons in life where God accelerates things. God brings about quick transformations and changes and, and, and opens the doors quickly than usual. And, and, and I was sort of, probably most of you do not, but I sort of go back and look at some of the history God has given in our church over the years. And I think first time we began 40 days, something was 2004. I don't know, it's, we did a purpose-driven life, 40 days of purpose-driven life in 2004. And I remember we have done different things. In 2007, we did 40 days of hope. I remember that 40 day was special because that's when God really blessed it. God used that time to prepare us to be the church following here. You have planted out, became a church following here. That year was an amazing year. There are certain seasons where God grants acceleration. I really feel this is a season for us. And, I, and, and thank you, Danny. I know Danny Bieber. We call him Bieber, but I don't know why we call him Bieber anymore. But I don't, he looks like Bieber anymore. But... Uh, <laughs> Danny is uh, leaving uh, next Sunday, uh, last Sunday next, next Sunday, to go off to his work in California somewhere. And, and, and I love this prayer. And in his prayer, he reminded me in, our, in prayers and also reminded God who we are. There's a line he prayed that really stuck to me. We are people of prayer. It's sort of shameful to say that because I don't feel like I'm, we are people of prayer. But out of all the names God has given to us, her hope church, house of prayer for everyone church. And I, because and God reminds me, what did I call you? Who are you supposed to be? And, there, and, and not only that, he read not just Isaiah 56, 7, he read actually a couple of verses before that, which put the context. It talks about foreigners who are not acceptable in the temple or acceptable if they seek God. And, and that previous verse talks about eunuchs who are considered unclean, cut off from the people of God to come to the temple. They were invited and welcomed in to the house of God if they seek God. And God said, I'll give them an Joyful name, new name, and I'll make them joyful in their place. And then he says, my house will be called house of prayer for the older nations, older peoples. And God, that's the name God has given us, house of prayer for older peoples. And, you know, and I think for a while we have not took, taken time to remember and rehash and dig into what that's supposed to mean. But in light of how we are going into 40 days of prayer, it is not a program we are trying to do. I feel like, in a way, it began with that. The needing, Pastor Mimi and I thought we needing to get our church on board together to grow together. But as I pray about it, think about it, God is doing. Our identity. God is taking us deep into who we are supposed to be. And it's supposed to be more than just the Bible study of going through or messages we're going through. It's reminding us who we are called to be, what we are supposed to be. It will be a place, I think, it will launch us into a deeper place of knowing God so that we can love people well and, you know, and be what God calls us to be. So in my prayer in preparation for today's message, 
thought really was coming into number 40. 40. Number 40 in the Bible is a very significant number. And most of us know when you read the Bible, certain numbers are very special. Like number 3 is special, number 7 is special. Number 70 is very special. And number 40 is very special. It is mentioned 159 times in the Bible. And very significant things. For example, you know when flood, Noah's time flood came in, how many days it rain, rained? 40 days and 40 nights. And, you know, and not only that, um, when Israelites were in, 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 on the way to promised land, they were in the desert for 40 years because of their disobedience, their lack of faith. In the 40 years in the wilderness, God granted them daily manna from heaven. Not only that, when they were, you know, when Israelites were trying out to check, to check out the land, 12 spies went into the land to check it out. You know how many days? 40 days. You know how many days Moses was in the mountain receiving God's word? 40 days. And it's just 40. And, and you find the 40 is a very significant number and significant thought. I didn't mention a couple of weeks ago when, when, when God gave us a word about it's time to grow. Why we do 40 day campaign? So far, 40 day thing because as a lot of studies shown that it takes about 40 days for our behavior to change, to transform. It's more than that. There's more significant things in the 40. 40 also is a number of a generation that lives, a generation that is usually a generation. This is where in, in wilderness, older generation passed away 40 in 40 years. A new generation walks into promised land. 40 is a very significant number. Today, the title of today's message is 40 days drawing near to God. Really, thinking about what God is calling us next 40 days is a very special season. And I want to invite all of you to take part in it. I know Danny and Becky will join us in it. While in California as well, you can do that. And, and it will be a important season for us. So I was mentioning a little bit about 40 days and significance of 40 days. As I thought about it and, you know, as I looked at it, there are three people, at least Bible mentions clearly, who fasted and prayed before God 40 days. I want to look at briefly on those three people, three, three characters, and, and really see what God is speaking to us. Let's pray a little bit. God, you are good. I thank you for the invitation. Open door for us to draw near and see your face. But we come today into the open door, which Jesus opened for us, to come to you, O oh God. The heaven can come on earth. We can enter in to, into your presence, O oh God, in worship, in praises, and hear you face to face. God, and see you face to face. Talk to you face to face. So we love you, God. Draw near, draw us near. Father, use even frail human words as mind. Breathe your life into the Spirit of God. Let your life come forth. We want to hear you, we want to know you. We love you, we love you, we love you, O oh God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's see. But this is working. Let me do this again. It just... Yeah. Okay, can you go to the next slide? Okay, great. Okay, today's text, and I'm just giving you so that you can follow me, and there are three texts we are looking at. Uh, and Exodus 34 is really about Moses uh, uh, spending 40 days in the mountains, and, and hearing God and seeing God. And First Kings 19 is about Elijah. 
And the Luke chapter 4 is about Jesus spending 40 days of, of, of fasting and prayer. Okay, let's, uh, you took it. Okay, good, you got it, thank you. All right, uh, let me begin with uh, uh, Moses a little bit. Okay, okay, battery is good though, no? Okay, let me see. God is good? Yeah, anyway, uh, Okay, as as they get the things ready, you know, I was thinking about a few things, and, and you know, my mind is going all over the place. But uh, uh, this morning, I, today is fifty fifth day of the year, and every day I read a psalm. I really usually put on a Facebook psalm of the day because that's the psalm of the day, fifty fifth. And in one of my favorite verses, in it, it says, uh, "Cast your burden, all your burdens, to God, and yet He will sustain you." But I, and that brought me back long time ago when Anna was just a couple years old. Anna was two years old. We were in seminary at Princeton, you know, and, 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 and every Sunday morning, I don't know why, my wife and I, we are rushing, you know, we are flying, driving like madmen, and, and by God's grace, we didn't get caught, didn't get speeding tickets on the way. We are, I'm, I'm, I'm just rushing. So I'm pr- always singing the song. I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. It helps me to really calm down. I'll do that. And I remember Anna was in the city in the back, the, in a car seat. Now she began to sit in the car seat when she's at the, a year old. And she would say, what to do? That's the only part she remembers. She would follow along, what to do? That, that part. I remember doing that over the time. Our God is God. Our God is burden-bearing God. Anyway, yesterday I had a wonderful time with a few of our people. Was, well, we were at Alpha Day at a Holy Trinity church in, uh, in right inside of... It, was it? Is it McLean? Whatever. In that area, right? The border of the Maryland and Virginia, right in the D.C., okay? That church. And we were there. And it was an amazing time. And, and it was on a, we had a wonderful conversation. Things are going on. People are doing a Holy Spirit weekend with the Alpha. And I remember one of the, in the, in the afternoon, in the session, after that session, one of the ladies who was sitting in our table began to ask me and, and to ask me things like, how were you saved? When she heard I was pastors, how were you called? And they were asking questions like, how were you filled with the Spirit? It really reminded me a lot of different things, made me think about all kind of things and helped me to come back. Now, I'm gonna, I'll, talk, I'll talk about it later, okay, right now. So I'll just like to think about it. I'm going to tell the story a little more later. But let's go on. Drawing near to God. We are, see, prayer is really about drawing near to God. It's more than saying things to God and hearing God. It's really about drawing near to God. And you'll find in Exodus 34, Moses now goes up to the mountain to see God and, and are spending 40 days and day and night in prayer with God. Second time. It says, so Moses cut two tablets of stone like the first. And he rose early in the morning and went up on Mount Sinai, the mountain of God, as the Lord had commanded him, and took his hand two tablets of stone. Let me just give, I know most of you know, but let me just remind, remind you what was happening right here. When he got to Israelites out of Egypt with powerful hand, he did signs and wonders in Egypt and set Israelites for slaves in Egypt, set them free. And God, not only did God open the Red Sea, brought them out of Egypt and destroyed the, uh, the Egyptian army following. And they are brought into the wilderness on the way to promised land. On the way, God wanted them to stop by Mount Sinai. That's where God began to give them God's word to live, live by. Is the first people in the world ever God gave word to live by. Everybody else lived by their own thought, but this is the first people God gave words, God's words to live by, God's rules and laws to live by. 
And Moses went up to 40 days a mountain to receive that. God literally gave, written his own fingers. I don't know what that means. You know, and when you watch that Ten Commandment movie, you know, fire comes out and writes on that tablet, okay? And he comes with a, two tablets with, with the Ten Commandments on it. And out all the other words God has given. After 40 days when he was coming down, God says, the people that you brought out, and now, they're tired of waiting for you, and now they are made some idols and worshiping some other gods. And, and God was ready to, God was ready to destroy these people. And he, and Moses cried out before God asked God to forgive, and God relents God, for, willing to forgive. And now Moses comes down with two tablets, you see the people worshiping in a golden calf, and all that, and he, breaks the tablet, you know, you know the story, and he, with his wrath, anger, justified anger comes on him, and he rebukes the people. In the midst of all that, he lets the people know, the God says, I'll take you to the land, but I'm not going to go with you. I'll give you the blessings I said I will give. I will send angels before you. And, and, and so he tells people, people are, not only sinned and they are remorseful, they are repentant, but also they are grieved that God's not going to go with them. Anyhow, so in the midst of all that, Moses praying before God. Now, uh, Moses go back up to the mountain to receive from the God, from God the words again. That's what this is about. Moses went up to the mountain to see God because the people of God were broken, they were sinning, and they needed the God's blessings again. They needed God's word. Moses take time to go up to the mountain. Immissive is praying for the people, for God to forgive them. He began to ask very significant prayer. That's what he's going up the mountain for. And he goes up and spends another 40 days, no water, no food. This is a radical fasting in time, 40 days in the mountain with God. And God speaks to him face to face and all that. Go to the next slide, okay? You have to help me. This is not, okay. Maybe it's just, okay. It, it, it is a stone? Is that what it is? Okay. All right. So, so it says, so he was there with Lord uh, 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. I mean, we know this is supernaturally happened. There's nobody, I, no, I don't think anybody can really eat nothing and drink nothing for 40 days and live. He was in with God in the mountains 40 days, seeking God. No water, no drink, but he was sustained by God. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. It's interesting, isn't it? First time God wrote between his own fingers, this time Moses writes it. Actually, this is ESV. Actually, he might be actually, God is writing it again, I'm sorry. ESV is not as clear. Okay. Now, that's one person. Moses went up to the mountain to seek God for 40 days for the people, his own people, people of God. Now, another person, the, uh, Elijah was a mighty prophet in the Bible. He was one of the major prophets, probably one of the greatest prophets of all Old Testament and where he did miracles and miracles and God used a lot of things. And here in First Kings 19, this prophet is now tired and weary. He had a great miracle happen where he prayed, fire from heaven came down and burnt the uh, uh, um, sacrifices on the altar and ended up killing hundreds of false prophets. But now the, the queen Jezebel Threatens, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do to you what you have done to the false other prophets. And now this Elijah, very being fearful and being depressed, feel like his life became nothing. He's now running away from Queen Jezebel, and now he's go going a long journey. And here he says, And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank. 
when in the strength of the, that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He is going to the mountain of God to see God because he was tired and weary. He was depressed. He was weak. He felt like giving up everything. He's on the way there because he needed renewal. He needed new strength. And now God gave him a special food. Must be an amazing food. Was able to go on 40 days, 40 nights all because of the food. I don't know what it is. Must be special steak. I don't think the vegetables will do. It will not last half a day, but it must be a hefty, heavenly food God gave. And with that, Elijah goes to the mountain of God, Mount Horeb. And this is, this is why Elijah went to pray, seek God. Moses went because he, he was asking God to come and help the nation, restore the nation, heal the nation, ask God to restore his relationship with the nation. Elijah went because he was weary and tired. He needed renewal. He was depressed. He was tired. He was willing to give up all things. Doing God's work, he was tired. And he needed refreshment. So I need to see God. This is why he went into 40 days of prayer. Now, there are many reasons why people go into a season to see God. It might some something it may be for your nation, as grand as praying for the nations. It, it, it could be as personal as my own needs, my own brokenness. And here these people, this man of God, are willing to take the time to go 40 days to see God. See God face to face. Intentional time. Now, when you look at, at Luke chapter 4, Jesus goes the 40 days and fasting and prayer. Jesus did. If Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 days and prayed, how much more do we need to fast and pray? Right? And this is now, right before this, this passage, Jesus was baptized by the John the Baptizer. And when he was baptized publicly, and Holy Spirit came visibly upon Jesus, stayed on him, and, and heaven opened the gospel. This is my son, <coughs> whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus is ready to begin his public ministry, begin to really do what God called him to do. Almost like Danny got his PhD a few weeks ago, he's happy, he was. Yes, and he's ready to start a new career, new life. You know, I don't know if he knew his goal. One of his goals in life is make million before he's 30 years old. He promised to buy me a Jaguar, and he does that. <laughs> I'm lying, I'm sorry. Maybe Honda? No, I'm, I'm joking. And he, I mean, you know, you're starting a new thing, and Jesus is, is going to begin to do what God the Father sent him for. So he goes on. 40 days, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and led by the Holy Spirit in the wilderness. He goes into the wilderness, very dry and barren place. And for 40 days, being tempted by the devil, he ate nothing during those days. He was there, led by the Spirit of God and the remote place alone. And yes, praying and seeking God. In that time, Satan, Satan, not devil, or evil, but Satan come to tempt him. Jesus is ready to start what God called him to do. As he begins a new season, new era, new era in humanity actually for us. For him, he's beginning a new moment in his life. What does he do? He takes time, first of all, to seek the Father. Forty days and nights, even fasting and prayer, that he will be fully do what Father called him to do. Now Moses went out went and to seek God for 40 days because for the sake of the nation. Elijah went into the 40 days of fasting and prayer because he needed restoration. Jesus went on the 40 days seeking God and Father because he is beginning a new season. There may be many reasons why God we are, we are drawn into and God invites us into time of intense, intentional time of seeking after God, drawing near to God. 
I really think we are at that place. I don't know why, but God, out of what specific reason for you, but I believe God is inviting all of you into the place of intentional, intensive drawing near to God. And our church is also supposed to draw near to God as well. One of the work God has given us in that first week in the, the Passion Pursuit of Presence that weekend was that God is taking us to the next level. We are graduating and we're moving into next grade. Okay? And as to that, and now God is inviting us in, not just a program, God is inviting us in a time to draw near to God. I think that's the right season. This is the season we are in. God is drawing us near. And so you may, you should, I think, think about it. We're going to begin next, next Sunday, but think about while in that, this week, God, what are you inviting me in for? What are you calling me into? What is that you have laid before me? You begin to ask God for that. Clearly, what is he doing? Now, uh, uh, you know, because we are looking at three different passages, three different people, we had to jump quickly through things. I just didn't have time to explain all the passages, but you find at each, each time those three people sought after God, there was results. There was rewards God gave. Something that happened. God gave. And, and when Moses, and when Moses went up to seek God, and in the 40 days, and then one of the, as he's seeking God for his, the nation, the of Israel, their restoration, God, he had an encounter with God where God showed him who he was. Very special, very face to face, God talked with him. God showed who he was. God restored the covenant. God restored everything. And God said, yes, I will go with you. I'll go with Israel. God restored all things. Look at what it says. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai after 40 days with two tablets on of the testimony in his hand, as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. Something happened and he spent 40 days with God and he wasn't just praying, but he actually met God and he, God spoke to him face to face. Something happened. He says his face shone with glory. I don't know what they look like. You know, and you know, one thing that Pastor Q, Pastor Mimi comes to church, they're like glowing, glowing, you know, like light coming out. Or they spend time with God. And, and here is that this actually, I mean, it went on for a while so that whenever they saw Moses, they were scared. So when he was public, he would put a veil over him. When he, when he go into, uh, uh, the tent of meeting to pray with God, he'll lift a veil and talk to God face. But after a while, that faded away. This is why when Jesus was, was in the mountain right before you go to the Jerusalem Mount of Transfiguration. His face glowed. That's really reflecting back to what happened to Moses. You see, Moses, when he sought after God, more than all the things God answered, what happened was he was transformed. Inside and out, he was changed. That was one of the greatest benefits that happened. Yes, God answered his prayers. God did restore the covenant. God did Restore all the things with Israel. God forgave Israel. But he personally got to see God. He was transformed, changed. One of the results of intense seeking after God often is our lives being transformed, changed, inside and out. And one of these, I want to, you know, I want to come and maybe six inches taller and more hair on my head. Okay? Who knows? You spend time with God, maybe he will grow back again. I don't know. Anyhow, um, when it comes to uh, the uh, Elijah, when Elijah went to the Mount of Horeb after forty days, getting up there and fasting and prayer seeking God, when he got there, he got. Remember the story how God came to him, and Elijah went out to, out of the cave, and God 
begin to show him who he was. The wind and wind and the earthquake came by in midst of there was no God. No fire came by. There was no God in it. I mean, they didn't see God. But in a quiet voice, he heard God coming. God speaks to Elijah. Why are you here, Elijah? And God began to comfort him, restore him. And God began to say, God told him. I want you to, and he says, God says, you know what? God says, I want you to go back out there. Get back to what you're doing. And then God told, tells him, you're going you're gonna, to uh, anoint the kings and, and, and Elisha. But not only that, God said, there are 7,000 people who have not sought out, are not at bow down to idols. God said, you know, you're not alone. There are others. God began to answer him the things he needed. God gave him the best answer was that I'm going to give you, you're going to anoint Elisha as your apprentice, your successor. And God, and, and, and Elijah began to his, be his companion, assist him. And God restores things, restores things for Elijah. God, when Elijah sought after God, he met God. God answered all his things he needed, especially friendship, restored the vision back to him. That's what intense seeking after God does. God answers our longings of our heart, our prayers, our problem God answers. That's the season seeking after God. And with Jesus, when Jesus, you know, after 40 days of fasting prayer, he defeated the Satan, all the temptations. And when he comes back, he says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, Spirit to Galilee. And report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in the synagogues being glorified all. And Jesus, after 40 days of fasting, prayer, seeking after God and winning over the Satan's temptations, he had victory and he went out in the power and enablement of the Spirit of God for the calling God has given. Often, an intense seeking after God, intention seeking after God, God grants power to the things we are called to do. God is inviting us into those things. Let me just talk a little bit. And I was, I told you about the girl who was uh, sitting in our table and asked me those kind of questions. And, and you know, I, I'm a, still, I guess I'm still a father in many ways. I, she looked like a, just a white girl. But I realized she's from, uh, where was she from? Peru, right? And, and then she, and she, she talked about speaking uh, Spanish and all those kind of things. And, and we had a wonderful time talking. She asked me a few things. And also heard about something that I didn't know. There is a, you know, some of you know heard about Bethel School of Supernatural, right? Ministry. But there is also Bethel School of Discipleship. And she was in that school. That, that she went to that school. And I got to talk with her, and she asked me how how I was called to ministry, and how I received the Holy Spirit. Reminded me and made me go back. And when I was telling her what happened to me, was bringing back the fire within me. And and some of it, I I I've told this many times, but let me tell it again for my sake. Also, some of you, a few of you may not know, but it will encourage you as well. I got saved in my first year in college, April 17th. You, some of, all of you heard it, how God spoke to me and told me that he loved me. And, and that, and I knew, I heard it very clearly in my spirit, and I knew God loved me. The Bible came real to me. And I knew I was saved. I knew I was a Christian. All that I read about in the Bible was real to me. And then next, next probably a year was roller coaster. I was living in high. God loves me. Wow, great. And all that. And yet, and, and by the end of that year, about nine months in, at me as being Christian, I was feeling dissonance between my, what I believe, what I live, where I live. What I believed and what I lived was two different things. I'm a Sunday school teacher teaching kids on Sundays, but the weekdays, I'm like everybody else. I was a KSA president 
All my job was to, you know, organizing dance parties. <laughs> and that's only, and Saturday night we'll be, and we'll be dan- dancing party, coming back home at three in the morning on Monday, Sunday morning, and then I'll go back to church to see Sunday school kids. And it just, you know, something was not right, and I, my life was falling apart too. Not, I was not having great time. Not, things were not good at all. And school was difficult, whatever the reason, those things are difficult. In that time, something really, really bothered me. I knew I was saved. I knew God loved me. I was saved. But I felt like something is missing in my life. I knew I was saved, but I have no assurance of salvation. I know I believe, but I don't have power to do the things. I know what is right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the power to do the right things. I was struggling to the point I felt like I'm a hypocrite. And something's wrong with me. I don't know if you ever had a struggle like that. I had a little struggle and I, I didn't know what to do with it. I, I, even then, I didn't know what it was. I, 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 I somehow knew the prayer was answer. Prayer was answer to my problem. So I was looking for morning prayer to go. There's nothing in Pittsburgh those days. And found a Catholic church, big Catholic church that had 5.30 mass. So, you know, and I lived about 40 minutes away. I got up 4 in the morning, took a bus to get there every morning, Monday to Friday at 5.30 mass. You know, and it's a you know, Catholic mass. You know, they, you know, they do all kind of things. And God, you understand, I'm just here to pray. And I've done that for Three, four months. Because something, I'm missing something. I need seeking God, whereas the answer, but I didn't know how to go about it. Things were difficult. And you know, I would go anything I can find. I went to all different revival meetings, all those things to see, and something was still missing. That summer, in July, I think it was uh, July 27th or 28th, there was a conference in Maryland at Baptist Church. And, and I was so desperate, God, I need to meet you. I got to meet you here. If I don't, then I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I, we drove down to Pittsburgh. I was fasting that whole week, asking God, God, I need, I need, I don't know what's missing. I don't know what it is. And somehow, the day before I left, I read a book on Holy Spirit. And maybe that's what I'm missing, Holy Spirit of God. And, and, and that, that week... We got there Sunday night, and we slept in the church in the basement. And, and Monday to Friday, it was, it was going on. I remember whole thing was going on. Tuesday morning, every morning there was a six five or five thirty morning prayer. And I was, I remember I was at the Tuesday morning morning prayer. I was trying, to, I tried to pray all night, asking God, but I was, my flesh was weak. I fell asleep after thirty minutes, and I woke up at five o'clock. Went to morning prayer. And morning prayer, after the morning prayer was done, and and, and uh, somebody some uh, somebody preached. After that, I was praying on the front, first row, like this is where I was sitting, right, literally right here, praying. As I was praying, as something of something heat in me just rose within me, came out. Nobody was laying. Just something, a fire came within me, coming out. And I begin to pray as I've never done before. I'm screaming and yelling and praying. And I'm praying like this in front. Everybody went down to have breakfast. I am screaming and praying. I didn't know there was fulfillment of John chapter 7. It says, from the innermost being will flow the rivers of living water. I didn't know that that's what it was. But something fire in me just came out from inside, came out and came out in prayer. And, and, and then I say, you know, my mind said, what's going on? This is not me. And something is, if this guy, God, if this is you, prove it to me. Let it not be just once, one time thing. So next three days, see, has happening every morning. Just in the morning prayer. I don't know what it was. I think it was a Thursday morning after morning prayer. The same person speaking, preaching after that. Anybody wants one prayer, come forward. And I was on the, on my knees, good Korean way, on my knees, praying, rest, waiting for the person to come and pray for me. And the person didn't come. I'm on my knees praying, and something fire in me just came in, and I'm on the floor like a fish out of water. I'm flopping like this, and some words are coming out, gibberish is coming out. I didn't know what it was, things are coming out of my mouth. 
I didn't know what it was. Later, somebody told me, do you speak in tongue? That's how I received the tongue there. I was, I was experiencing God there. I didn't know what was happening. I, that's, that's when I experienced God. And there, I mean, result of all that was, I so fell in love with God. So I said, God, there's nothing else I'd rather do. I love you. I want to love you with all of my life. That was my prayer. And that was when I encountered God because I was desperate. I was hungry. God, I need to know you more. I asked for more of God. That's what I was doing there. And I met God and encountered God. But the thing is, I realized not everything is solved because that happened. But I need to grow in that. Now, late, I'm, I'm coming back now. Sometimes, some, sometimes even as a Christian, a, a Christian and a pastor for many years, Sometimes you have dry season. I feel like I'm far from God sometimes. I feel like I'm still dry. I feel like, God, something's missing again. What, what is missing? I know spirit of God lives in me. I, but what am I missing, God? I feel like God is drawing me once again. Let me, I need to say something, need to say something here. And I, you know, I've been married for, this is my 34th year. I'll be celebrating the 34th anniversary with my wife. In August, and I love my wife. You know, I, I, this is a, the only woman I know. I love this woman, but you know, lately I realized I don't know how to talk to her. You know what I'm talking about? You've been married for long, so long. You, you, you live your life. So thinking, but I don't really, I don't think we do a really have really have great, you know, conversations. I feel like, you know, you know, maybe I need to go back, start all over again. Begin, because I'm doing premarital counseling sessions, I always say, first, number one thing you need in your healthy marriage is conversation, communication. You, you have to actively listen to the person. And you need to, what do you call, um, assert it. Because you need to let the person know how you feel and what you want. Clearly, that good communication happens. And I realized after 40, 34 years of marriage, I don't know if I do that well these days. I take for grateful things. I grunt. <laughs> I get, I get rebuked by my wife, by my wife for doing things stupid. But I don't think I really get to communicate all over again. And, do, and the thing, what I'm getting at is, I love my wife. I've been married for 34 years. There's no other, no other woman for me. I don't care who you are. There's nobody else for me. She's the only one for me. But the thing is, there are seasons when I need to come back and make sure I'm on the right foot again. Restore things again. And, and for me, this 40 days, God is inviting me in. Not only for the blessing, not only for the breakthrough, not only for the great things that God will do in my, in my, in my heart, but I want to be restored in my basics, daily basic walk with God in every way. And be restored and filled with the Spirit of God, overflowing every day, every moment. God is inviting us into a season of seeking God for different reasons. So this 40 days of prayer is really a, just a tool, a way to us to grow in that. Okay. Now, now I wanted to share with you this promise. Look, this, look at this verse, right? Jesus says, so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Listen to what it says, verse 10. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Who? Everyone. Promises everyone who seeks will find. Everyone who asks you will receive. Everyone who knocks, the door will be open to you. That's the promise. Look at what Jesus goes on to say. If you, if, if you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Of course not. Who will do that? Not me. Oh, if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful 
people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? She's talking about prayer. As you seek God, as you ask God, God says, I'll give. You receive it, you'll find, I'll give it to you. But the greatest, greater gift God will give is Holy Spirit of God. God Himself will be given to us without measure overflowing. That's the promise. And as you go into the season of intentional, intense seeking and throwing near to God, seeking God, Yes, God will grant us blessing. God will answer our prayers. But also more than that, God will give himself to us. You don't have to fear. He will do that. Amen? So we're going to go into 40 days of prayer. I want to, I want to invite all of you to join in, in, in the way you can. You know, we, we, Pastor Mimi and I, we're going to take turns preaching on Sundays on the messages on the 40 days of prayer. You, you'll have the you hopefully you'll get you'll you'll get the material and you'll have a daily devotional. I like to I don't want to call it quiet time. I want to call it tag time alone with God. You need time alone with God daily, and then also we want we would want you to join a small group or life group to go through it together. If you cannot really find the group, we'll try to find a group for you. If you cannot, do it as you and your wife together. If you cannot really do it by yourself, do it, you know, find a group, do it with your wife. Do it as a family. We'll let you know all the resources. There were, there is a, the weekly video lessons that the life goes will watch together and discuss together. Why? We are, you are setting time to seek and draw near to God together. So we will press in together, seek God together. Why? Because I think He's inviting us into next level. He's inviting us for breakthrough. Inviting us for changes, transformations. That's what Pastor Mimi was sharing last, last Sunday. How we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, by stripping up our old selves and being renewed in our mind and putting out the new self. We are transformed. This is a process. We cannot change ourselves by, by, by our strength. But when you are renewed in our mind by the Spirit of God and God helps us, to be transformed in our lives. It's time to grow, time to draw near. Amen? So if you are not joined the life group, you have a small group yet, find one and talk to Ambassador Mimi and me. If you still cannot find us something, then maybe do it as your wife and husband together. And if you, we, we have few, some extra, few, I think some extra books we ordered, you can get, get one from us next Sunday. We are not getting any commission for selling books, okay? We are not. I believe it's $15 that includes a tax and, and uh, the shipping and things. And five, I think 50 cent donations to church. So I don't, wanna, I don't want you to pay $14.50. I have no change, okay? So it's $15, okay? All right. Uh, can I have the praise team come? God is good. I don't know about you, but I, for me, I sense God saying, this is a time to draw near. Some of you, he's inviting you to draw near for the sake of your family. Some of you, God is inviting you to draw near, seek God for your own breakthroughs. Some of you, God is inviting you into for your future, where you, are, where you need to go on. Some of you, God is inviting you in to grant the purpose. Seek God for the nation. Some of you, God is inviting you because He wants to restore you. He wants to embrace you. Speak to of His love and grace. Most of all, He wants to give His love for you. Now, before praise team begins, uh, let me... uh, Mention a song. You know, probably I've done about 100 plus weddings. Every wedding is special to me. One of the weddings really stuck out to me was Richard's wedding. Richard and Ginny's wedding because the song they sang when Ginny walked into Ohio. 
I still remember and, and, and Esther sang it. And the song, song that they played where she walked down the aisle was, I don't want to go to Avalon. There's a line that I really love. It's, you know, it's really, the song is not about love between men and women. It's really about a person, a Christian saying to God, You changed my word when you came to me. You drove a passion in my soul down deep. Lord, to follow you in everything. I don't want to go somewhere if I know that you are not there. Because I know that me without you is a lie. And I don't want to walk that road, be a million miles from home, because my heart needs to be where you are. I don't want to go. I don't want to go somewhere if I know that you are not there. I don't want to go without your touch, without your love, filling me like an ocean, for your grace is enough, enough for me. I love the song. You see, when Moses went up the mountain and prayed, he said, God, how would anybody know that we are your people? Is it not that you are with us? Is it not that you go with us? Is it not that your presence with us? We as sons and daughters of God, Christians are known because God, Spirit of God is with us. That's our proof that we are sons and daughters of God. You see, 40 days of prayer really is us, us drawing near to God and God saying, I don't want to go anywhere without you, God. I don't want to be any other place unless you're with us, God. The life without you is a lie. I don't want my children to be raised up without you. I don't want my, 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 my life with my wife to be lived without you, God. I don't want my work, I don't want to be in a work where you are not with me. Every part of my life, God, I want you to be with me. I want you, Holy Spirit of God, with me everywhere I am. That's the cry. This is invitation to throne here. So stand. Let's sing this praise together.